Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm your boy Rev, hanging out with my man Mac, and this is a Now Production. Before we get started, we're going to do this week's Black Business Highlight. This is when we spotlight a Black business to promote and keep money in the Black community. Today, we're doing free breakfast apparel. No, that's not a free breakfast place, man. This is a place that gets your coolest t-shirts you'll ever see. I bought like eight t-shirts from these people. Um, my man Hannibal, it's based out of Chicago. They sell really good t-shirts, man. I got a, I got a t-shirt that says Black Women Matter. I got all this different type of stuff, man. It's really, really cool. You can visit them at freebreakfastforchildren.com. They have a bunch of shirts at a really good price. They will ship them to you. Their customer service is excellent. I don't mean good. I mean excellent. They're responsive and everything. You can also visit them on IG. Look in the description of this chapter for more information and a link to their page. Again, that is freebreakfastforchildren.com. All right. I am excited about this chapter here. Might be my man. favorite chapter coming up. My man, Matt, what's happening? Yo, guys, we got an opportunity to talk to somebody who's been very influential in both our lives. I mean, goodness, this is a pillar that's holding us up. We talk about them shoulders that you stand on. This man's broad shoulders. We both got both feet on. All right. We Love have me. been talking about this guy many times. I mean, he's a big part in each of our lives. So, y'all, without further ado, the man, the myth, you know, what else can we say about this man? He's man. the first. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, get him. First get him. Go ahead. fire marshal in Urbana-Champaign. First black fire marshal in Urbana-Champaign. What else you got? Man, I got, he is the he is the first black man to drive a fire truck for Urbana Fire. Like, this is crazy. This dude has been great. He's been a mentor to many, not just us. And I'm going to brag on him a little bit. This is flesh my flesh, blood of my blood. This is my uncle, my uncle Philip. We've talked about him a bunch of times. He was on that father like son chapter when we dug into the mentorship program. So uncle Phil and like, like everybody got uncle Phil, like with, with the Fresh Prince, we got the real live uh, Uncle Phil. Phil in the building. What's up, man? What's happening, Uncle Phil? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Man, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna say like you. If I had to, if I was doing any better, I had to be you. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, man? Well, I appreciate y'all saying that it was Uncle Phil, like Will Smith, not uh, J. Cole's Uncle Phil, because uh, that dude. Right. He started off talking about killing off Uncle Phil, so yeah, <laughs> right, right. Will Smith. Yeah, so Uncle Phil, man, before before we get off into it, we just gonna freestyle today. We just gonna rap, man. Like we we hype you up, but just what's your story a little bit? Not the not, uh, look, not the whole story. Some of the story. What's your story, man? Talk to it. <laughs> PG man, my story my story starts <laughs> off with but God, uh, because when you think about everything that uh, uh, Tim, you and I have gone through, coming from Alton, um, it's only a but God that got us to where we are. Um, I can't say how. I express how proud I am of you and Cam both. But uh, my story is just being the youngest of 14. Uh, and he said 14. Yeah, now, I didn't now, stutter. He said one, four, 14. Okay. I, I just want y'all to get that. My grandma, his mama, four foot 11, 14. This is one of them. Go ahead, man. Sorry. 14. I, I don't understand. And she did all free throws, no, no dunks, no three pointers. She had all just one child at a time. <laughs> what no twins or triplets? <laughs> so, um, you know, and that's on my mother's side. My biological father had 17 more. So um, that's a uh, carry the one. Yeah, that. But that's anyway, what, uh, that's what that is. But but the thing I would say is this: is that uh, 
you know, God tends to go against man's uh, rule. Man goes with the firstborn is usually the one that uh, does a lot, mm. but God works through the youngest. Mm. And while I'm not the first one in the family to go to school, to go to college, I'm the first one to send my son to college. Mm. So um, just what God has done. And I, I do have to make a slight correction just in case somebody hear it. I wasn't the first black man to drive a fire engine. Mm -hmm. I'm the first black fire marshal, but there were three other brothers before me to actually drive a fire engine. Okay, okay. But I'm the first black man to ever be promoted to any rank in Urbana. And uh, my link to Obama is that the day that he was sworn in as the first black president, I was sworn in as the first black engineer at Urbana. Okay, so, that's what it was. It was engineer. I said first black Yeah, was, first uh, black engineer and the first black fire marshal as well. That's that, good. Go yeah, ahead, you, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Just roll over that. That's still history, and people got to pay attention to that. We talked about that in the Black History episode. Like, y'all need to see the real history that's not in the books. And this is right here. I've said it before, a living legend. So go ahead. Talk your talk. So, so hold on a second. So the cool thing about the history thing is when we think about Black history, we're only thinking about Medgar Evers and, and Marcus Garvey. No, no, no. Local history, y'all. Local history. History you can touch history you can talk to we're talking mm. to history you hear me like this is this is walking and talking to history man so we just gonna get on here we just gonna rap and freestyle so I, i'll start off i'll start off so my uncle like i remember him coming in to my life like i've always known him of course but i was a teenager i don't know <laughs> this was freshman year or something like that and i was like a little scrawny kid with really big feet you know and and, and what uncle phil did for me man what you did for me was that you gave me the confidence to be the man in my skin. You saw the God in me when I only saw the kid in me, and I appreciate that. So I want to sort of touch into your into what makes you see greatness in in Mac and myself. Like what what like what is that? Like because it's not just me and him. You touch so many that way. What what like what is that? You know, um, one of the things I've done is I've always carried myself and tried to be the type of adult that I wish I'd had in my life. Mm. So when I was growing up, kids were to be seen and not heard. Mm. And I've always uh, wished, you know, uh, your Uncle Roger, uh, to me, funniest dude on this earth. Um, and uh, your Uncle Roger, man, he was free to be funny. And I've always wanted to get to an age or a point in my life where I could just you know, crack a joke here and there and then, you know, just be that cool uncle or cool adult that the kids wanted to hang around. And that's how I just presented myself. And um, the way that that came off is I realized that I needed encouragement when I was growing up and I didn't get a lot of that from men. So I figure if I can't have the change, I could be the change. And that's one thing I did is I wanted to um, make sure that I was encouraging to the young men in my life. So that's where you and Cam come in because you dudes are making history. I don't know if you guys realize it. You know, as young black men that's navigating this society and still coming out positive and doing the things that y'all doing, uh, and y'all hitting it from both angles. Uh, Cam on on the dad side, and Tim on the single save side. So, you know, you guys are hitting it from both angles, man. So I appreciate that. So Uncle Phil, with that, I mean, a lot of time that we've had together. I say we spent more time in my adult life dealing with marriage and being a man and being, you know, an adult. So how did you go about 
you know, realize what kind of man you wanted to be within your marriage? Because I, I kind of know the answer. We've already talked about it. But go ahead and tell mm -hmm. people what pushed you to where you are as far as how you take care of Aunt Kelly, man. How you take care of the kids. Tell people. Uh, you know, one of those things, man, is uh, someone asked me how I knew when I was at that point, And uh, I told them that I didn't and I don't. Um, I just continue to try to be, um, well, let me say it like this. A man will spend his life either repeating or repairing what his father has done. And being that my father never acknowledged me, my biological father never acknowledged me as is. And, you know, when I found out who he was and I realized, okay, this man has never acknowledged me, never spent the night in my house. So I just said, you know what, if nothing else, I'm going to be there. And I refuse to let my kids have one day on this earth if I'm on this earth and they not know that daddy's either home or he's coming home. So um, I decided the kind of adult that I wanted to be, the kind of father I wanted to be is the kind that, again, the kind that I wish I had. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. And, and you came in at a time in my life that was very crucial to me. Um, I Of course, I had I had a stepdad and, you know, this is Black Minds Matter podcast. So I'm gonna be real. My stepdad wasn't a great man that he is now when you came in. And I think that, you know, God purposefully puts things into things and people into your life when you need them. And you definitely came in, man, right on time. So like it, it's 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 amazing that you do your these mentorship things and, and all of that. But I like what kind of burden is that? Right. Because so I'm a teacher and mm -hmm. I feel that I'm always on even when I'm off, I'm on. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't go to the store and act a fool because a kid might see me. Right. right. See that, that's, mm -hmm. that's Coach Rev over there. Yeah. And by <laughs> the way, now hear, hear me, y'all, because, you know, again, the Black Mountain Podcast, we say we want. This man yeah. can only call, he's like one of the few people that can call me Tim and, and call Mac Cam because like, he know us for real. I'm <laughs> glad that's Mac, but he go he get away with it. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is our podcast. Yeah. It is what it is. But back to it. What is that burden like? Do you all like, do you have to be on all the time? Like what you did for me, man, is I'm I'm we're intimate. So you showed me flaws, which is which I think I needed. I needed to see flaws so I know to keep going. But as this mentor, as this pillar in the community, what is that pressure like to be on and not maybe be perfect, but be upstanding at all times? You know, um, one of the things I allow myself is to not be perfect. Uh, I am perfectly flawed. And so much that because I acknowledge that I'm not perfect, it causes me to be cognizant that I'm not perfect. So therefore, um, it makes me aware of where I'm at. You know, I can't be non-perfect as far as, and when I say perfect, I'm talking about as far as using wisdom and making decisions that's not going to compromise the man that I am. So um, I've, ne I've never felt pressure because, you know, man, I still don't see myself as a lot of people see me. Um, and I'll give this one example. Uh, right now, I feel like I'm sitting with the cool kids. You know, I don't know, uh, Cam, Tim, I don't know if you guys realize how cool y'all are. And when I was in school, I was never allowed to hang out with the cool kids. So it's like I'm hanging out with the cool kids now. And um, I'll nah, say man. this. No, 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 no. I was, I was at the, I was at the nine cool table, man. So I don't know what you're talking about, man. But go ahead, we'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, y'all, y'all made the table cool. <clears throat> but one thing I'll say is this: is that uh, 
a lot of times, Tim and Cam, because people see me in the light that they do, I always say you can't see a man in his glory and know his story. Mm. And one of the things that I struggle with that people don't realize is low self-esteem. Mm. You know, uh, I don't see myself the way that other people say they see me. I have to force myself to believe when someone gives me a compliment. Because I don't know if you notice, a lot of times I get a compliment and I'll say something, I'll try to, you know, uh, shun it sort of like, you know what? I don't know if I deserve that, but I appreciate it. Mm. Because it used to be that I would tell people that they crazy for thinking it. But um, uh, as far as not feeling pressure, uh, I'm gonna say something on the podcast that I don't know if I ever told y'all personally. Okay, uh, exclusive, here we go, we'll take it, let's get it. I, I've never looked in the mirror and seen a handsome man. Wow. I've seen I'm pictures. I've seen pictures of myself. <laughs> hey, hey, did you did you hear what you hear what Max said? He said he ain't never had that problem. This dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Ed Reed is a good looking brother, you know. Nah, yeah, yeah, he do look like Ed Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And D. Wade, Ray J, you know. Uh <laughs> hey, yes, sir. <laughs> but uh I've never looked in the mirror seen a handsome man. But I've seen pictures of me in the past like, man, I didn't look bad back then. And um, I think what happens is God will often give you, and I heard someone say this, God will often give you a, prob a, a gift and a problem so that the gift, so that you don't rely solely on the gift and forget the giver of the gift. So by giving me that problem, it makes me continue to rely on God because I know that if I'm looking to see what I see in the mirror, then I can't give all of that credit, give credit to that. So God allows me to be in the state that I am so that I'm reliant on him and I can't, you know, uh, overdo it. You know, I'm going to piggyback on that because that is something, even though I say I know I look great, for one, I was told enough as a child, but, you know, I see it too. And what makes me humble <laughs> is that I look at my kids and like, my goodness, mm -hmm. God bless me through them. Goodness, my kids look great. Y'all, I don't care what y'all mm -hmm. They look good to me because God provided them to me through me and my wife. My goodness, my kids are wonderful. Anyway, we're not going to stay on that too long. But I wanted to get back to um, some other stuff which you don't feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, thank you for all the times you talked me off the ledge, me and my wife. But you've also talked me off the ledge at work. So I want to figure out how do you deal with some of the stuff that happens you at work? Because I know being the first at anything, that means you had to go through some mud to get there. That means you had to deal with the, uh, the, uh, the people that are already in the establishment. So how did you wade those waters to come out on the other side? I mean, clean like dude from Shawshank Redemption. How did you get through that? <laughs> you know what is funny? Uh... <clears throat> And I'm gonna be like uh, old boy Ken Peel, whichever one was uh, Obama's uh, angry translator. So I'm gonna say what what you were probably wanting to really say. I'm gonna tell the audience what you're really saying. How uh -huh. do you deal with them racist white folks and being the only being the first black brother dealing with what you dealt with? So I know I hear what you ain't saying. Hey, yeah, thanks, hey, translator. We finally getting some real talk. Y'all know me. I call a spade a spade. We got a spade caller as well. How you doing? Hey, we're going to call a thing a thing. Um, but I will say this, the way that I dealt with that, Cam, is a couple of things. Um, number one, I had something to lose. Uh, there's a certain thing that my family like to do when they're hungry called eating. 
And I knew that if I didn't handle situations correctly, then uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to do that. So uh, I tell I people remember, often, my kids like to eat three times a day. So I got to get this money, you know? <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, <clears throat> I remember when Tim was a shorty, he said, uh, you know, I was telling him about some stuff I was dealing with at work. And he said, but Uncle Phil, you told me that if I, that I didn't have to put up with that with people at a job and that, you know, I could just, you know, let them know I ain't putting up with it. I said, well, Tim, you were working at McDonald's. Right. The amount of stuff you put up with is dictated by how much money you making. You don't, you know, you don't make the district, you know, uh, treat me any kind of way of disrespect. You ain't making that kind of money at McDonald's. As a firefighter, you put up with some things. Now, when I say put up with, I'm not saying that you just lay down and let them walk on you, but you're going to have to deal with that thing to stay where you are. So the way that I the way that I dealt with it is that uh, I hit them with intelligence, um, as opposed to getting mad. Uh, I would hit them with with intelligence as far as you know, if they did something and I knew that it was based on race, I've never once come out of my mouth and said that's racist. What I would do is I would say, you know what, just explain this to me. This guy over here did X, Y, and Z and got this result. I did X, Y, and Z and got a different result. So I'm not going to tell them what I think it is. I want them to tell me what it really is. Mm. They don't know what to do with that. So that's how I dealt with it. And I didn't fight every fight that come along. I waited until God let a thing happen, until there was a white guy that came to me and said, hey, Phil, this guy said this, and um, I didn't appreciate that. And I'm not going to say Mike's and Bob's name because that wouldn't be professional. But, uh, you know, Bob Love said it. something about me <laughs> not being able to be a good fire marshal. And that, and he said, and Mike said, Phil, I can't believe that he brought your race into it. I said, really? I said, well, uh, would you, are you upset about it enough to go to the chief? I already did. We got an appointment with him this afternoon. So it wasn't until there was a white person that, saw what was going on and was offended enough for them to make a move. Then when I brought out, then I brought out everything that I held in, mm. but it was about timing. You know, it was like um, David, when David was anointed as king, he didn't go straight from there after Samuel anointed him and went to the palace. He went back to tending the sheep because he was anointed as king, but it wasn't his time. So that's what I did. I just had to ride my time. But boy, when he, uh, when he said that he had that appointment already, oh, it was on, dog. So what, what's funny is we, we listen to wise counsel, but we don't always imply like wise counsel. Uncle Phil's still working with me on that timing thing. <laughs> I am one. Like, like I look, man, y'all know me. Like, like, if don't nobody know me, you two know me. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to call a thing a thing right now. You act a fool now, I act a fool now. We ain't got time to wait. The immediacy of now. We need to get this handled today, pronto. We are on it. Look, man. So, so what the problem is, y'all. So, Uncle Phil is my mom's brother. That is the that is the relation. This is my this is my mom's brother. So, we 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 got a, We got a thing. We say birdies, babies, right? And and like y'all know my mama. But my mama don't play, right? So, but now in her older days, she sort of she sort of soft. But my mama didn't play that. So I don't. Like, I'm right there. You know, they say the apple don't fall too far from the tree. I yeah. might be still on the tree. You say something <laughs> me. You might want to get, like, like I, look, I should probably send Uncle Phil to talk for me because Rev coming, right? And I, and, I got, and I got issues. But, look, we are running out of time. We got about six minutes left. So, 
that's all the cool stuff. We're going to have Uncle Phil back. But man, let's rap, man. So Uncle Philip is like a cool dude, but he's terrible because he's a Cowboys fan. And no, no, God, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, 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 like. So, so when you got your mentor, like, it's super cool to see the mentor's, like, flaws. And he has a fatal flaw. Like, right now, y'all, got, y'all can't see. He's holding up a cowboy flag. And, and like, I want to throw up, right? So, like, he's, he's a cowboy fan. He, he, you know, he think Jordan is the greatest of all time, which. Hey, 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 slow your roll. I'm with him. Slow your roll. What you mean, slow my roll? What, what, what happened? Oh, oh, okay. See, oh, oh. came over to the good side. That's my man. He came over to the oh, good side. Damn. Yes. Damn. I've been there. I'm a Heat fan, wherever he at. Ah, yeah. like it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's cool. So look, look, we, we, we're going to jump, like, we really don't do a lot of music and stuff like that, but we did have a, we, we did have some episodes when it was just talking about us. Um, so like, we got all the serious stuff out the way. That's cool. But let's talk. So you're a Cowboy fan, which is whack. Um, music, like, who did you like then? Are you still listening to music now? What do you do? Um, <clears throat> I like a, I like a lot of different music because I DJ. Then I have to listen to a lot of music that might compromise my ghetto past. You know, uh, <laughs> I listen to a lot of top forty stuff, but that's because top forty pay top forty money. But um, what I like to listen to when I'm on my own, um, I like you know old school hip hop. You know. Yeah. Uh, rock him, uh, just like y'all said in your in your pot and serial killers. You know when you list your top five of rock him and not in your top five hip hop, then it's not a legitimate list. Just like if cinnamon toast crunch ain't in the top five, it's right. not a legitimate list for serial. That's right. So right. Right. okay. As far as that, uh, rock him. Um, you know I, I listen to him, but I like old Stevie Wonder. But then I like the new stuff too. Um, there's a song called River by Bishop Briggs. She's an independent artist. You guys never heard of her. Nope. But I, nope. I guarantee you ain't heard of her. But this song that she got called River, it must have been an accident because that beat drop is so hard. And the way that she do what she does, there's no way that she could have intended <laughs> to do it. <laughs> it, it. It's not a big song. It's not real big and popular. Uh, when I listen to music, I'm like, hey, every jam ain't a hit and every hit ain't a jam. Right. So some of the best songs that's on the album is ones that don't get radio play. Absolutely. And that's what this one, this is one of those hidden, hidden cuts. That's, that's cool. Oh, so we were talking about, um, Uncle Phil, like you come, you come up a lot. You were on the uh, barbershop episode uh, which uh-huh. called My Block. And we used to talk about how you used to take us over to um, uh, Rose Table to get a haircut, man. So we just want to let you know you've been all over this podcast. <laughs> you've been showing up in so many episodes. Like I said, the Like Father, Like Son episode. So we're going we gonna to let you like, Uncle Philip, you got to understand that we know you love us, so we're going to ask you to love us. But I'm going to let you go ahead and maybe tell an embarrassing story about me or about Mac or something like that, a story you remember from our youth or something like that. Now, remember, remember here, I have editing power. If this gets too crazy, <laughs> if it gets yeah. too crazy, I said you can embarrass me a little bit. Do this in love, right? Okay. But if you, if you want to embarrass me a little bit, go ahead. But if it gets too crazy... I'm I'm editing it out. I'm telling you, audience, right now, it might be a hard cut right here. Right here. It's, <laughs> it, it's just a little bit. It, it won't be super embarrassing, but uh, I'll just let y'all know that uh, my nephew, Tim, uh, he has a nickname that, let's just say, his oh, nickname on, has man. something to do, has something to do with a feeling you might feel when you, uh, you know, when you, when you 
you know, smoking a little bit of that tree. You know, it's illegal in Illinois now. So um, it's something you might experience after smoking that. Uh, now, what now wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. We got to tell the story. I didn't get that name from smoking. I don't smoke. No. Like, he didn't okay, get it from not. No. His nickname is Munchie. Uh, he uh, comes, that comes from a, a toy that was way back in the day. <laughs> he won a birdie kids and birdie the one game the name. Munchie, Munchie, Munchie. So um, yeah. anyway, uh, when he was Munchie, this is before he was Tim, you know, because he was Munchie when he was short. So before he grew into Tim, you know, I had him standing next to mine and my wife's uh, cousin, Little Phil. Now, Little, Little Phil, Phil yeah, I'm the only person in the world called Little Phil, Little Phil, because the dude now is 6'9". Yeah. But mm -hmm. at the time, he, Tim is older than Little Phil, but uh, I have a video of them standing next to each other. Little Phil, I mean, Tim comes to maybe his chest, a little bit below his chest. And I'm like, who, guess who's older? And then, you know, you got the drum roll, and then I go down to Tim, and you hear it, go on, Uncle Phil, man, go on. Yeah, Phil. I remember seeing that. Man, <laughs> sound like he was puffing on helium. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer, y'all. That's all that was, man. That's why I still look so young. You know, I'm almost 40, but people think I'm 28. You dig? Oh, so that, that's yeah. what's up. That's cool. <laughs> well, well, Mac, man, you got anything else to say to, to the resident Uncle Phil before we close out? Man, anything to say to him? Well, first of all, I mean, we, we talk enough that you already know my heart. You already know everything about mm -hmm. us. Uh, I appreciate everything you've done for me and him and how you have done so much for so many people in the community. Man, I can go around and I can tell people like, hey, yeah, my Uncle Phil did this. You mean... Philip Edwards, like, yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh, well, he's like everybody's uncle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody call him Uncle Phil. But, you know, this one's a little bit closer than just what he does in the community. You know, it ain't blood, but it might as well be. Because I feel like your family brought me in as if I came from Birdie, too. Y'all brought mm -hmm. me in because I was one of the, your clan. And I appreciate that, man. The love mm -hmm. you've always shown me. The fact that when we talk about situations are my marriage stuff that goes on you tell me sometimes man you're just wrong you better go apologize or mm -hmm. that's just the way they are you need to go and you know work this out so i, I appreciate that and i'm gonna continue to lean on you as one of my wise men because i put you in a group of men that i always come to when i got issues and i, I thank you for all that yeah mm -hmm. so I, I got one more thing to say man again i i got one up on all y'all this is my flesh and this is my blood. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to wear that like a badge of honor, right? And I mean, and of course, Mac, you were part of the family and everything like that. But when you go around town and be like, oh, you mean uh, Phil Epps? I'm like, no, no, that's actually my real uncle. Like, like, <laughs> like, we, like you know, we black, we got a bunch of play cousins, right? Yeah, yeah. We got a bunch of play cousins. No, this ain't no play cousin here. This ain't no play uncle. This is my uncle, man. And I just want to say to you as well that not only what you did, but what you do. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, man, you never quit. So you never quit mentoring. So, and, and the cool thing is, me and you don't talk as much as we used to. I live in Texas, you live in Champaign. But the cool thing is you plant it so much, you water it so much that we don't have to. So now, whenever I face a situation, if it's something me and you have already discussed, I can go back to those memories and those conversations, but you're also uh -huh. still accessible. So then if it's something new or I need a reminder, I can go to you, man. So I look, I love you. And we need black men to say, I love you to other black men. Like people need yes. to hear that, right? And it's not soft or anything like that. This man taught me to say, I love you. So I can say, I love you to Mac. I say, I love you to my brothers. Every time I talk to him on the phone because of this man right here. 
But we're going to wrap up. I know you guys probably want to hear more from Uncle Phil, which is super cool. But we're going to wrap this up just because of time. This has been another episode of the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm going to let Uncle Phil close it out for us, man. You got one more thing to say. Go ahead. All right. This last thing I want to say is that, Cam, man, hey, you weren't born into the family, which makes it even more important because we chose you. Right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What you mean? Listen. Like, I listen, chose what you mean? Cam. Tim, don't take it personal. I'm don't. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I'm playing. Hey, we have some family members that we just stuck with. But uh, hey, Tim, hey, hey, Mac, I, straight up, I would trade you for a couple cousins. I give them like four of them. Four of them. At least four off top. Man, off top, off the rip, four of them. But uh, I, I just want to say this one thing, and and this uh, this is real, is that Tim and Cam are as real as you can get. And you can't have a real friendship without having some difficult hurdles. And there was one situation where Tim and Cam were at odds with one another. Yeah. And Tim didn't understand why Uncle Phil didn't, you know, hey, Uncle Phil, you know, but I'm your nephew. And I let him know, look, Tim, Cam is still my guy. If I was to get upset with him because you're upset with him, then when you guys come back together, as I knew you would, evidenced by the podcast, then I have to go back and make amends when, for a situation I got into that wasn't my situation. Absolutely. So I'm just saying that to say that, you know, uh, when you guys, when you have a, a true, genuine friendship, then don't let anyone cause you to not, you know, be true to your friend, but then don't let anyone come in and take sides when, the, when there's a disagreement in that, because when you guys come back, they want to still be there as well. Hot fire nuggets. I'm dialing in a spit hot fire. Nuggets, y'all. <laughs> nuggets of wisdom. But yeah, we out of here, man. I'm Rev. This is my boy, Mac. And of course, Uncle Phil, man, we appreciate you. Love and peace to y'all. Holla at y'all later. We out. Love you, fellas. What's up, everybody? This is Mac. You just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please subscribe, rate, and review. Any comments or questions, we want you to send it to our email, denial.est1981 at gmail.com. Check us out on IG, also at denial.est1981. Peace, love. We out.